Hello, everyone. It is Thursday, March 17th. Uh, thank you so much for joining us for another edition of the Tom's Hardware Show. As always, I am your host, Michelle Earhart, and joining me today is senior editor Andrew Friedman to talk about Hello. the Steam Deck. Uh, but before we get started, let's roll the intro. So you have the Steam Deck right there. Uh, thanks Thank for you. joining us, Andrew. I know we had you on not too long ago to talk about the uh, Steam Deck review in general. But today we're having you on because you've installed Windows on the Steam Deck. The Windows drivers have come out. And uh, we're curious uh, how Windows runs on this thing and what the general experience is. So let me actually zoom in on you, Andrew. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and give the floor to you. What are your thoughts on Windows on the Steam Deck? Sure. So, well, here it is. The Steam Deck runs Windows. Um, the drivers just came out uh, last week. And they have a couple of big additions. They got the GPU working. They added Wi-Fi. And they added Bluetooth. There's one thing, one driver that's still not there, and that's sound. So it means if you install Windows and you want to play games, you can't get sound through the speakers. So you'll need either Bluetooth headphones, like the ones I'm wearing, um, for those listening to this as a podcast, it's a pair of AirPods, or you could get like USB-C speakers or headphones. Um, they say those are coming. I'll believe it when I see it, but that'll be a big, <laughs> a big thing. Otherwise, Windows very much runs. I mean, it it is Windows, which is not to say that's like particularly boring or interesting in itself, but it's very different from SteamOS in that so many games are built for Windows. And I was able to install anything I wanted because it's Windows and it's the biggest PC gaming platform out there. So I have, for instance, right now on here, I have Epic Games, I have the Rockstar Launcher, and I also have Steam. And so I can use all of those with either the touchscreen or a keyboard and mouse. Um, right now, you're going to want to go with Windows 10 if you go with Windows at all. And that's because Windows 11 requires firmware TPM that the Steam Deck currently does not support. They, um, Valve, says that, Valve says there's going to be a BIOS revision that will add firmware TPM support and then Windows 11 will be fair game. But until then, you're going to have trouble installing it unless you go through some hacky workarounds. So Windows 10 it is. Performance, as we'll talk about a little bit later, is an interesting thing because some games run better than or better or just as well as on SteamOS. And some games, SteamOS actually does a little bit better, which is interesting. Um, obviously, Windows is a desktop operating system. So you do, I, to a degree, I think you lose something in navigation. It's a lot harder to control Windows with the controls on the Steam Deck than it is you know, to use something like SteamOS, which was designed for you know, a controller. So Windows, it works. It adds a lot of flexibility to the platform if you have games in other stores. But it's definitely you know, not designed to be used in a console-like fashion. And it does lose some features unless you're using Steam, which in some ways has prepared for it. But otherwise, you know, it, loses, it loses a bit of what makes that integration so tight. 
I was muted. Great. Thank you, Andrew, for that quick uh, overview. Uh, so you just raised a lot of points there. So if anyone yeah. has any questions, feel free to drop them in the comment box down below. And uh, they'll show up on our back end and we'll address them live throughout the show. Uh, in the meantime, though, Andrew, I know you said that the, the integration isn't as tight. Um, and right. I know you said that uh, you, you need to install drivers for this and that Windows 11 doesn't work. Uh, so why would you why would you go through the hassle of installing Windows on the Steam Deck? What do you get from doing it? Well, I mean, why would you go through the hassle? I think in many ways is because you can. But <laughs> um, look, SteamOS is based obviously around Steam. And that means, you know, Valve Store. Valve made the handheld, Valve put its own operating system, SteamOS on it. And that does not have places for the Epic Game Store, Xbox Game Pass, you know, Origin, Rockstar, GOG Galaxy, things like that. There are, I think for some of those, there are some Linux, you know, like not necessarily official, but there are some like Linux versions and you can install those. But if you want that full PC gaming desktop experience you're used to, Windows does offer that, and it does work on the Steam Deck with those caveats. The integration thing, of course, is that you, know, you control SteamOS. You can control it with a keyboard and mouse, but Windows, you almost always control with a keyboard and mouse. And when I was benchmarking, I almost always went to it because moving around Windows with the Steam Deck was not necessarily a pleasure. I noticed um, when we were in the yeah. office yesterday, you were talking yeah. specifically about the screen brightness being really hard to control. Right. Well, so it has its Just auto like brightness. like an example. <laughs> right. So it has its auto brightness, right? And SteamOS does that too, and that's fine. But for the longest time, I wasn't thinking about it because I review laptop, like lots and lots of laptops. And when you review a laptop running Windows and you want to change the screen brightness, you know, you hit a hotkey and that changes the brightness on and off. With a desktop, you usually set it to what you like and you're usually pretty good and you can change it on a software standard. On this thing, where what is that and the answer is it is where one of the places it always is which is under display settings going under display settings is a bit of a pain to dig out all the time you can go if i was to tap here to the action center and then in fact i should actually just put this down here for everybody watching hand cam <laughs> hand cam plug in my keyboard and mouse uh, um, we apologize for any like video quality stuttering or anything. You know, we're streaming from home the best we can two yeah. years into a, a pandemic. But so yeah, we, uh, we want to show you the live experience best we're able to. Yeah, now I'm doing this upside down, so excuse me. But you hear the action center, and there here is the screen brightness toggle. So you can, like, if you know where you are, just go and drag that and make it brighter or dimmer. Which is fine if you're on, if you're there is as brightest, getting dimmer, kind of hard to see on the screen, but I can tr you can trust me in front of in front of me it is happening, um, and that's fine and all when you're on the desktop. If you're in a full screen game and you want to quickly change the brightness, that's not so great because you'd have to effectively leave the game and then go there and do it. Now on SteamOS, you could hit this dot 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 button, which would bring up a quick options menu, and there's a and there's a quick slider. So, you know, that's the type of when I say like you lose integration, things like being able in the middle of the game to like press this button, change screen brightness, press this button, turn Bluetooth on and off, you know, 
press a single button like the Steam button and to go back to your home screen or suspend a game, which Windows does not allow for. Those are the types of sort of integrations you lose. In fact, like the, those buttons in a way, like don't necessarily, like these buttons kind of don't really do much. This, the dot, dot, dot does like nothing at all. And then the Steam button does kind of work, but in Steam only. So are like they like in... mappable? Can you like map them to other actions, whether through Windows or at least through the Steam controller configuration setting? So the, if you go into Steam and you go into, so I wrote about this a bit in my impressions, but Steam big picture mode is the closest you'll get to Steam OS, right? So if you want that feeling, surprise, Steam is still the place to go, even on Windows. And in SteamOS, a lot of things do work. I have to look a little bit more. I, um, this button typically does nothing. The, the Steam button ends up acting as a menu button again. Um, so like all of these buttons in theory, are, like you can add like the Steam Deck. It recognizes in big picture mode, like the the project, the Jupiter controller, which I think was a code name for this at one point. So you, so you can use those, mm -hmm. but I do expect, I just got to imagine with, the fact that it's like, this is such an enthusiast product that there are going to be people who are going to come up with some sorts of solutions to trigger them all. Right. But right now, right now it's really early and not everything is necessarily recognized everywhere. Speaking of this being an enthusiast product, I'm not sure uh, whether this is a joke or not. So apologies if I'm misreading this, but we have a comment from the unknown 1920, which asks, is that Nintendo? Uh, this is the Steam Deck, which is sort of like Valve's answer to the Nintendo Switch. It's a portable handheld gaming PC. Um, it's a little larger than a Nintendo Switch. Uh, it starts at, I want to say, $399 and goes yeah. up to $600, depending on which model you get. Um, and it's built to run your Steam library and comes with a proprietary Linux-based operating system out of the box. But uh, the drivers to install Windows on it were just released. So today we're talking about what the Windows experience on it is like, uh, because it's a little rough around the edges. And also I want to comment, thank you so much. I'm very proud of the the various figures and Kirby's behind me. So thank you, Unknown1920. Um, but anyways, Andrew, going back to Windows on the Steam Deck, uh, I know you're talking about controls on it and how Steam, a lot of the buttons don't work and how uh, the Steam OS is a lot easier to navigate. How do right. you control Windows on the Steam Deck through the touchpad and touchscreen? Or sure. So you can you can use the touchpad and touchscreen. Windows does work with touch. There have been Windows tablets for a, for a long time. Obviously, the Surface lineup is part of that. Windows 11 is a little better with touch, but as we said, Windows 11 doesn't work. There's a number of ways you could do it. A, you could plug in a keyboard and a mouse. That is probably your easiest way around. Of course, if you're doing this on the go, that's not the best way. So I, when I say the buttons don't work, I mean, depending on the game, you may have to remap. So here you can do a couple of things. This left touch, or rather on my left, the right touchpad can be used as the mouse, which is very similar to how you would do things in SteamOS. You could also use the joystick as a mouse, though I find that to be a little oversensitive. Um, the right And the right side, the joystick kind of, this joystick can kind of go through menus. You might see it picking different options. Or, oh yeah! And then the right, the right touch or the left touchpad rather can like scroll horizontally and vertically. And that was a little weird to me because like, okay, I have one for like moving the mouse and one specifically for scrolling. 
some of the buttons work for menus like A, things like that. When you get to the triggers, it's actually the right trigger is the one that you use to left click. And the left heard that. trigger is the one you use to right click. That makes which, sense to me, actually. I like that, but go on, sorry. Right. It, ma it makes some sense, like the one, because like, okay, my thumb is here for the mouse. Why wouldn't I want like that finger to press, like to press the trigger that it's going to click, do my primary click. But when you're doing something that involves both of them and then it gets mm. a little confusing because why wouldn't the left click be on the left trigger? I so guess the idea is you want, uh, assuming that your user is right-handed, which is a big assumption, but you want them right. to click the mouse with the same finger that they click a, a regular computer mouse with, which would be their right index finger, right? Right. So it makes it makes a certain degree of sense, but it took me time to get used to. And then otherwise, like the bumpers don't really do much. When you get into games, obviously games recognize the full controller and they're like, oh, okay, that's great. But using many, most people don't use like an Xbox 360 controller or an Xbox Series X controller just to like move around Windows. So it's not fully designed for that, but there's enough going on here that you can get around without a keyboard and mouse. It's just not necessarily as easy as on SteamOS. I'm glad to hear that uh, games pick up the controller just fine. I know you were saying Steam reads it as a Jupiter controller. I'm a little right. curious to talk about non-Steam uh, stores because I think that's a big reason to install Windows on this. Uh, so please stay tuned for that. But just to stay on this topic and be a super nerd for a second, uh, this desktop experience, it sounds pretty clunky. How do you think it compares to the, the built-in desktop experience, uh, KDE Plasma, which is sort of a, a Windows-like experience that comes with uh, Steam OS that's already built onto the Steam Deck. Sure. So I've had I've had Windows on here for a bit. So I haven't looked at KDE Plasma desktop in the last week or so. But it's, I mean, I'm more familiar with Windows than I am with KDE Plasma. So in that way, I know where to look for things. But other than that, I would say they're about equally pain to, painful to use. <laughs> Um, in that, like, they're not, they're not really, neither of them are really designed for that type of control. It, you know, if you want to plug your Steam Deck into a, into a monitor and use it as a computer, then I'm like, okay, then you might put in your keyboard and mouse. And now you have like your little home theater PC. And in that way, it works really well. I feel I like these Steam Deck reviews almost feel premature just because the dock isn't out yet. And sure, you can connect a USB-C cable to it, but right. like the Steam Deck is selling itself on convenience. And I feel like you're not going to have a full picture of how convenient it is until you know how it works with the dock. Yeah, I mean, look, you can see how I have it here. And because I've been using this, this is just some random USB-C hub that I happen to have lying around. And I've plugged it in now because I'm using the mouse to do some of the demonstrations. This is not made by Steam. It came off like Amazon or something. And here, like, here's the dongle I'm using for the mouse. And here, this is the actual Steam Deck, you know, the Steam Deck charging cable. Are it you able to, like, um, send your video to a secondary or um, an external monitor just fine? Do you have issues doing that? Like all things USB Type-C, um, I found that I have because I have a handful of dongles lying around. Some are better than others. So I have some that, yeah, like I put it on monitors just to try it. I have some that have worked well and some that have not. So that just seems sort of like a USB-C dongle problem to me more than a Steam Deck issue. That does work. Um, 
I haven't really done it here with this. I suspect the average person will not install Windows and probably will not need the dock either. So I don't think it's premature. Like these are two separate products. They're not being sold together like like the Switch and like you That's know, like the Switch very and fair. that dock. I guess so, like the, the use case for this for me is it's a very convenient living room PC. Cause right. I used to have my living room PC set up was a giant long HDMI cable going from my office PC to my living room TV. And that was not a good experience. So the idea of replacing right now, I have a raspberry Pi and in home right. streaming working as my living room PC, which is better. But uh, the idea of this being a convenient solution for that is appealing to me, but that's me. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about you. Uh, so I have a, a viewer question here from uh, uh, apologies if I don't say this name correctly, uh, Hong Long Do, who says, does it work fine with apps like Office and Chrome and various productivity things? Sure. Um, I mean, the short answer is, yeah, it does. So if I go here for a second, like this is, apologies if it's not particularly easy to see, but like here it is right now on Tom's hardware, right? This is using Edge, not Chrome. It's Chromium, so you know it's effectively the same thing, and you can run it. It's running at twelve eighty by eight hundred, with a little bit scaled. And obviously, you can change that if you want. But like, this is the Tom's Hardware homepage right now. If you're just doing some simple browsing, it's fairly fine. This screen is a little, you know, it's a little smaller than I would like for most for most work. But you absolutely could do it. Like I've done some things like check my email or I've been on Slack on this, on this thing, either in windows or in KD plasma. Um, I've been, I checked when I checked my bank account on it. It's like for that type of stuff, like, you know, it's a, it, it's a PC running windows. It's fine. And you, you could get a couple tabs. I mean, it has 16 gigabytes of RAM. So like you can, you can get some tabs out of this. No problem. Right. I mean, the, the interesting thing about it is because we can so casually say it's a PC. Like, it's yeah. it's called the Steam Deck. It looks like a game console. It is oh, one. Yeah. But the way Valve keeps positioning it is saying it is also your PC and you're free right. to uh, change it or do anything with it that you'd like. Right. Um, so now actually, I will say based on that... Oh, oh, go on. There's one thing is, I will say you don't need to install windows to use chrome like one of the they actually make it really easy to use chrome from steam os so like if you're just looking to use a browser you don't need to install windows to do that if you're looking to use and you could probably get i mean you wouldn't be able to use necessarily like office but you could use something similar on kde plasma google so docs or a is LibreOffice the Linux equivalent? Apologies. LibreOffice Libre is also on Windows. Okay. I'm not um, a huge Linux models. user. But I apologize, you, everyone. The point is you you could use things like that on Linux on the desktop. So that's not necessarily a version to go ahead and erase that off of your hard your SSD and put on Windows. The big reasons to put on Windows are A, familiarity with Windows if you, have, if you want Windows, and then just like the larger library of game content that you have on there. Right. So let's talk about that. Uh, you were able to test some non So when we did the initial review for this, we just stuck to Steam OS, which meant staying to games that are on Steam. And even that compatibility isn't perfect, uh, which you can read more about in Andrew's uh, original Steam Deck review. But for this video, uh, what was it like running games like on Epic Game Store on the Steam sure. Deck? 
So, I mean, like many other things, it was largely as expected. Like Epic was one of the first things I installed because, you know, it's funny to, it's kind of funny to see Epic on here, right? Like here it is. Here is one of our Tom's Hardware Epic accounts. And I, at one, at one point I had Borderlands installed on here because I ran that and ran out of space, uninstalled it. You see, I have Metro here from our stress test. One thing when I, when we did the initial Steam Deck review, one of the questions we had was, well, the stress test is a Windows executable in a separate program. So how are we going to stress test this? And what we did was we used um, the built-in logging, um, which they used something called Mango HUD to do. And we played a game and we did that. For a lot of our laptops and our desktops, we run a stress test that consists of running Metro Exodus 15 times to get like a half an hour of gameplay. And we log that with HW Info. On Windows, I was able to install HW Info and I was able to install Metro Exodus, as you can see here from my quick launcher. And we were able to run that test. Now, not all of the sensors worked, which was a different, you know, for logging, which is a different problem, but the benchmark did work because, you know, this is Windows and everything that runs on a Windows PC runs on Windows on Steam Deck. So we did there. We had, here's the Rockstar launcher. Like, look, we did, we did it on the initial test. We did it through SteamOS, but here I have uh, Red Dead Redemption in the Rockstar launcher. So again, it's, it's fairly easy. Oh, it's already running. Thank you. That's super helpful. So really, <laughs> so this is, and if you have PC Game Pass, for instance, that's a great way to get those games on here is if you want to, you know, is you to put on Windows because then you get access to all of those games, which again, you currently don't through SteamOS. How does it work with a, so the Steam Deck can't do, at least via SteamOS games with a, here, let me show my face as well, uh, games with anti-cheat on them, like Halo right. Infinite. Does installing Windows change that at all or? So it does, yeah. I installed Halo Infinite and I just, I tried it out a little bit before the show. You see, I have it on here. And Halo, yeah, Halo Infinite is one of a handful of games that even Microsoft has come out and said, we don't support on Steam Deck which is kind of a bummer because, you know, it's a, it's a recent hit, but um, here through, through Steam, you can run Halo Infinite and it, you know, it works as you would expect it, which is, so games like, like Halo, I think like Fall Guys was another big one. I remember that didn't, that didn't work. Things with anti-cheat just operate this time around, which is kind of nice. It's like, so here's, get, oh, Halo, here's Halo oh, Infinite go running for it, now yeah. on, right, on Steam Deck, which you couldn't do if you had it in SteamOS mode. So that's another reason you might want to install Windows is that, hey, I can do this. And I can't do that on regular SteamOS. So you're trading convenience uh, and integration for a larger selection of games. Right. Uh, and there, so and let's those, thing, on. those things, I just want to say those things like sometimes clash, right? Because when I was trying to set this up, it had asked me like, oh, okay, you're in Steam, you have Halo Infinite, that's fine, we're gonna launch it. And then it said, hey, can you log in with your Microsoft account? And it didn't wanna pull up the, the touchscreen keyboard. So I had to go and plug in a keyboard and mouse and do that. But then once the game loaded, it's like, hey, this is, you know, this is a controller, this uses thumbsticks, you're good. So, but you do definitely get that bigger library um, especially if you pay for games in other ways. Like I have a ton of free Epic games that I should get to one day. And if I want to play it through the Steam Deck, then I got to install Windows on it. There's one other, actually, there's one other big trade-off I didn't mention, which is that currently to install Windows, 
you can only have one operating system at a time, which means you have to erase SteamOS off and then install Windows over it. That's so funny because the the conclusion of your Windows on Steam Deck article is that the ideal world would be dual booting these. Right. Now, Valve has said that's coming. It has not said when, but that one day, sometime in the future, it will release a, a installer for SteamOS, for SteamOS with a wizard to install an alternative operating system. Okay, right. so actually I was gonna move into performance, but that is one thing right. I wanted to make sure we cover, which is sure. how do we install Windows on the Steam Deck? Sure, so there's a, there's a couple different ways and we'll go over them fairly quick. And we have a whole article on this on tomshardware.com, which I highly recommend you go step-by-step step if you do that. But the first thing you need to do is create a installation drive. Um, any USB stick should work as long as as long as it works with, um, you know, with the Windows 10 or 11 media creator. So you go to Microsoft's website, you download the program and get the media creator, um, shut off the power. Then you'll need a hub or something like this, unless you have a USB-C, um, unless you have a USB-C drive, which I thought I did here to grab, but oh yeah, I do like this one. In which case, oh, there we go, that side. In which case, all the power to you. Um, there and there is a way to access effectively the BIOS and get to the boot order. So by holding down the volume down, which is this button and the power button, it will let you access the boot order and then you can pick your USB device, you know, which will be off of the hub. And you take your boot drive, put that in there. And then what happens is the Steam Deck will boot up and then it'll just be like installing Windows on any other PC you have with one caveat it's gonna be sideways. The entire process, it will be sideways. Um, so you'll have to navigate through that. Um, keyboard and mouse is easier, but it works through touch. Um, this sideways thing is not terribly crazy. I think that's the way the panel operates. When you up, when I updated the BIOS and SteamOS for the first time, that turned sideways briefly. Anyway, you go through there and then you just sort of go through Windows, you know, okay, I agree to the terms and conditions. Here's my product code. If you have one, not you can do it on license, I suppose. Um, you have to make sure you choose the custom Windows install, obviously, because you're not upgrading from previous version. You'll need to delete the biggest partition for SteamOS to make room for Windows. And then you just go through that. And then, you know, hi, I'm Cortana, and I'm here to help. If you have Windows 10 and you fall, except that you won't hear it because there's no speaker driver. And then you go through the setup process from there. And then once you get to the desktop, you will want to go to settings and rotate it so that it goes sideways. And then you'll have Windows. That's the short version of it. Um, you could also, if you prefer, there is a sort of a trick to make it dual boot. And that is to install it, install Windows on an SD card. Because then you can go to the boot order and you can pick the SSD and stay on SteamOS. Or you can pick the SD card, like this one has Windows on it right now, and put it in there and move between them. I mean, obviously SSD versus SD card performance. And you can do that by using um, the SD card and basically we need another Windows based PC, or I use another Windows based PC. But to make the micro SD card bootable, you use something like Valve recommends a program called Rufus, which I found super easy to use. And you make what is called a Windows to go drive on the micro SD card. And then when you put it in there, you can effectively it, just install it in a very similar way. And then you go and you do the same Windows setup. And then again, rotate it. So rotate it the right way. So it works sideways. But then when you shut down the PC, 
you can eject the SD card and then have SteamOS again. So those are really the two ways to do it at the moment. I think dual booting again would probably be the best way. I'd love to be able to like save some room just to play like one or two games on something like Epic or Game Pass. But it's really not terribly difficult, except that you're going to want to make sure you go to Valve's website um, and download the recovery image in case you ever want to go to SteamOS. And they have um, they have pretty comprehensive instructions there on how to flesh it back to SteamOS. Awesome. So I guess that SD card solution is yeah. kind of the, the closest thing you can get to dual booting right now. Right. Um, that's that's the closest you can get to dual booting right now is to put it on on the SD card. Now, the issue with that is like this is a 512 gigabyte is obviously Windows takes up room on an, SS, on an SD card the same way it does on an SSD. So you want to make sure you have enough room for Windows and the games. Mm hmm. And we haven't done extensive testing on Windows off, off an SD card, but I mean, I can't imagine it's going to be as fast overall. But again, if you want SteamOS, it's the really the best way to do it. Until I am curious how that would out. affect performance, but I think we've we're about a half hour in. We have yet to show yeah. charts, so let's really get into the meat and potatoes okay. of this. So let's talk about. You've done a lot of comparisons for how the same game runs on Windows versus Steam. So you're finally running games on Windows. What do you get from doing that? So, I mean, largely a little bit of some things better and some things worse. I mean, this is actually Geekbench 5.4, which is not a game. It's a benchmark. And you'll see here that SteamOS did a little bit better with the Aerith CPU, which is the custom, the custom APU, rather, in the Steam Deck. A little bit better on both single on single core and multi core. I don't think it's anything so drastic you're going to notice from these types of numbers. So on pure like overall performance, you're going to see it's it was a little better, perhaps customized for SteamOS, but nothing crazy here. Great. So let's go to an actual game. We have Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which is a pretty common benchmark we run. Right now, here's something interesting about Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Shadow of the Tomb Raider has a native Linux version, and so it was the it was the only game that we ran on the initial Steam Deck review that didn't go through Proton in some way. So what you're seeing here is the Windows version and native Linux not going through the Proton compatibility layer. And what you see here is that with the exception of Highest, where they were effectively tied, you got a few extra, a few extra frames through Windows 10. Whether or not that's enough for like changing your, changing your operating system, I don't know. But you'll see they're, they're similar, but Windows squeaked out ahead of this one. That's interesting, given that Tomb Raider does have a native Linux version. Right. Uh, so let's go to a different game then, Guardians of the Galaxy. This one okay. doesn't have Windows charts. Why is that? Yeah, um, you might notice in the, in the review we didn't even have this chart at all. But that's because, and this is very odd to me, Guardians of the Galaxy is marked playable on Steam Deck on its, you know, the verified scale. And it's indeed playable. Those are the, that's how it ran on low and medium. It didn't run on Windows. It had like a it had a driver issue in which it said it effectively couldn't reach DirectX 12. There was some sort of DirectX 12 problem. Um, got that constantly. It never launched the game, and it's odd to me that there would be a game that Windows 10 can't launch, but there seems to be a driver problem. So things this is really more than anything a reminder that things are still early, and that Valve has not pledged support for Windows on deck. So what you're really getting it as is and i don't know if someone else is going to patch this or if it is what it is but guardian is currently not a game you can play on the steam deck 
Okay, so next game, Red Dead Redemption 2. All right, so this is on the, the lowest settings, and you'll see here, and this had run through Proton on SteamOS. Um, it was, you got five extra frames running on the lowest performance settings. So here's SteamOS came out a little bit ahead, even through Proton, which is, I gotta say, a pretty big accomplishment on their side. Um, but this game also has a little bug I wanna mention, which is that I couldn't launch this game initially because you know to benchmark, you don't need sound, right? Like I'm not, to test the speakers is one thing, but to benchmark, you don't need it. This game would not launch because there was no speakers. Rockstar Games really wants you to hear this game. So I had to actually connect, <laughs> connect some, head headphones. some headphones over Bluetooth to convince it that, hey, you should launch for me. So oh my this God. Is, so yeah, maybe you got a couple frames, but this was a point where like, again, you saw a little bit of like, you get what you get because Valve's not supporting it there. Oh wait, but, no, don't you get more frames via Steam on this one? Yeah, sorry, you get more from Steam. That shouldn't be a problem, by the way, once that speaker driver finally comes out. Okay. But yeah, you got a you got a couple more frames from Steam on this one on the lowest. So setting. you say the speaker driver is going to come out. So speakers don't work on Windows 10 right now, but they will in the future. That's what um, Valve is saying. It, okay. it said that uh, AM, it and AMD and some of its partners are working to make it make it happen. Unclear exactly when it will. That being said, Red Dead Redemption Thank 2. Thank you for the reminder. Yeah, Red Dead Redemption 2 also had a couple other things like it thought it was running things at like 800 by 600, even though it was running it full screen. So it was a little a little buggy in that way on Windows, but it did work. I am happy to see that because uh, Red Dead Redemption is a famously like performance heavy game. And uh, with this not being like built with intended support for it, um, I'm amazed that it runs in all <laughs> when uh, Guardians doesn't. Right. But uh, next game, Horizon Zero Dawn. This is especially interesting because it seems like it's on every platform now for a Sony first game. Right. So, in fact, almost all of Sony's games, I believe, are verified on Steam Deck. So this is a verified on deck performance, also runs, or verified on deck game, rather, also runs through Proton. But this was one of the games where Windows won out consistently. And I think that favor performance setting there, that was actually one of there might be one one bigger but like those favorite performance in original are like two of the biggest score differences we saw like when you see something like one's three frames to me that doesn't make a difference but 48 versus 56 that is a this pretty, is the only game yeah. on this list so far that i actually really like care one way or the other right so here you got i mean as you went down it kind of scaled and they became closer but if you want to play closest to the 60 hertz that the screen allows, favorite performance on Windows, at least in the benchmark, got the closest there. Cool. Uh, so next game, Borderlands 3. Yeah, Borderlands, okay. This is the other one with the, in fact, this one's very low. It's actually the, the biggest one here. Again, um, things kind of seem to scale. Um, the big thing, the big difference in Borderlands 3, which is, again, and runs through, runs through Proton on SteamOS, is that Windows here played the game over 30 frames per second on high. Whereas on SteamOS through Proton, it couldn't do that. So this actually, for people who prefer fidelity over anything else, using Windows 10 enables that in a way that SteamOS didn't on this one title. Mm -hmm. in, a lot of, in a lot of other places, they were a little closer, but this was one of the few games where Windows 10 still outperformed. 
So in right. some cases, we're not alone in this, pressed. but we tend to consider as a publication 30 FPS to be the baseline for what we call playable. Right. So a 28 FPS, very close to it, but technically below our baseline. Right. I mean, at 34 is not going to be perfect because there's probably things that are technically lower, but it does enable that in a way that SteamOS didn't. So I, I found that to be an interesting finding in benchmarking this. Perfect. And then the final uh, game on our list, uh, much more boring than Horizon or Borderlands, but we have Civ 6, which I'm actually curious about from a control perspective more than a performance one. Yeah. It actually controls great on, on Steam Deck, but um, Civ 6 was effectively a tie. Technically, Steam OS came out on top. I will, I will give it those few frames. What's interesting about this game is that when you launch it on Steam OS, or, and I believe they've made it so when you download it, you have to switch it to Proton. For whatever reason, the Linux native version would have problems. So this is through Proton, still coming out a, a, about a frame ahead. That being said, I consider this pretty equal, especially for a game like Civ, where being over 60 frames per second really doesn't do you very much. So pretty equal there. Great. And so uh, wait, wait, oh, wait, yeah, so the, the pattern here is there are some games where SteamOS outperformed and where it did, it was smaller than where Windows outperformed, but that's still a pretty big accomplishment for Valve to be able to customize in Proton enough to make games run that well, especially when you see it against the Windows numbers. So uh, we have some viewer questions that we'll get to in a moment. But uh, before that, now that we've looked at performance, we've kind of talked about everything else. Andrew, your closing thoughts and maybe what you'd like to see come next from Valve or maybe even Microsoft. Sure. I mean, I mean I'd mean, i love to be able to try Windows 11 on this just because it's a little more touch friendly. But I, I imagine that ultimately my findings would probably be the same. Um, I do wonder what DirectX storage is going to do for the Steam Deck on Windows, which is that's going to have to be added on a game by game basis, but I think that's going to be really interesting. There's not much I see Microsoft do. I mean, obviously I'd love for Microsoft to like bring Game Pass to Steam because that would make that would for a lot of people bring a lot more games to Steam OS. I mean, it's tough because Steam has all or Valve rather, Valve has already said, you know, you're getting it as is. We don't have the capacity to give give you a Windows on deck and a Steam on deck performance. So you're getting Steam. And I get that it's their hardware, they made the OS, that's how it happens. But what I would like to see, and I hope it comes soon, is that dual boot installer. Because I don't think that, you know, there are, look, there's other handheld gaming PCs out there, PCs out there, right? Aya makes them, I'm sure in the success of this one that plenty of other ones are gonna come, but nobody wants to be locked out of their gaming, out of part of their gaming PC library. Obviously they've made it, pretty open. They allow you to install Windows. They make their recovery driver available there. There's instructions for everything for people who want to do it. I suspect most people are going to buy this because they want to be in Steam. But for me, as like someone who's an enthusiast who has that collection already, I would really want to see that dual boot. Because for me, that means I can keep most of my games in Steam OS where it's easy. But then when there's a game on my Xbox Game Pass subscription I want to play, I don't have to pay for it again on Steam. Or when I have a game that I already have on, on Epic, I don't have to pay for it again on Steam and it'll just be there. So for the sake of like completing my library, even if I only have like one or two games installed because of how much space it all takes up, that's what I want to see. I would love for Valve to reconsider like support on Windows. I don't think it will. So in that case, I'm looking forward to community projects, the community software that will make the Steam Deck better. But 
for now, I'm just really looking for the opportunity to switch between them on the on the SSD itself. The SD card's fine, but I don't want to have to worry that, oh, I swapped out my SD card for one with other games on it, and now I lost Windows, because that's a, that's a problem on its own. Great. Well, thank you for sharing those thoughts with us, Andrew, and thank you for joining us. Uh, before I let you go, I do want to address some viewer questions, uh, which actually starting, this is a Facebook comment that isn't going to show up in the stream, but I am curious okay. if this is more about the Steam Deck in general than Windows on the Steam Deck. But sure. uh, someone is asking, why is the resolution so low on the Steam Deck? It's what, 1280 by 800? Uh, right. When like cell phones go like 1920 by 1080. Um, I think we have pretty good answer with that, which is you're probably not going to get good performance out of a game above that resolution yeah. anyway. But technically this is a larger device than like my iPhone, but less capable, at least as far as screen resolution goes. Right. I mean, it's an interesting thing. I mean, if you're getting into to pure size, I mean, if you have, whether, whether you have a 13 inch gaming laptop or a 28 inch gaming monitor, you know, those things don't get, don't, often don't get as high resolution as a phone, right? So I think it's very much partially about the performance. You know, what can the APU in here reasonably push? Um, I like that it's, I actually, I think it's, you get a little bit above. It's because it's 16 by 10, you get a little bit of the extra performance, which, or the extra resolution, which is nice. But I mean, I think that's a big part of it. I mean, part of it is surely price, right? You could put, Nicer, nicer of every component in there, but the Steam Deck is actually priced surprisingly low for a gaming PC. Like if you go out and compare this to like the gaming laptop market, whether or not the screen is one of those things, I don't know. I mean, it's the same resolution across all three of them. Obviously, the five twelve has the anti glare, but I mean that's probably that's my guess as to why it is what it is. Is that you mentioned Aya earlier, and actually like the Aya Neo Next, which is the the next gaming handheld gaming PC they're making similar right. form factor costs like nine seventy five if I remember right. that correctly, which is almost twice the Steam Deck or more than twice depending on the model you get. Right. So I imagine a mixture of what it could actually push via the APU plus price were the biggest thoughts in that form factor. I, I also I know that, that like 1080p yeah. sounds good. It sounds like the basis for what we consider HD. And that makes sense yeah. when you're looking at a 24 inch or higher screen. But right. when you're looking at a screen this small, I can tell you have thoughts, Andrew. Yeah, I mean, I was I was gonna say like when I, for instance, like I finished Guardians of the Galaxy on this and I was initially playing it on this PC behind me. And I was playing that on, you know, on, often on that TV behind me, which is, which is great. But when I put it on this smaller screen, that didn't make as much of like the loss of resolution didn't make as much of a deal to me as much as oh am i getting the same performance because it couldn't pump out those those graphics anyway it couldn't pump out the high those high fidelity levels that made that worth it it would not surprise me if people did turn some games down to 720p on this to get them to run at their fastest cool uh so going into audience questions that showed up on the stream uh, this is an interesting one. and uh, Oh, wait, nope, we already addressed that one. This is an interesting one. It asks, will you try to install Chrome OS on it? I assume that's not a thing. You know what? I hadn't even thought of it. Um, I don't know off the top. Of, I mean, I guess Chromium is an open source platform, so you could probably right. get a My copy of Chromium and install that it. Is like we needed special drivers from Valve to install Windows on this. Right. So, you, well, you were able to install Windows before the drivers came out, but 
things really didn't work without the drivers. There were, I mean, th there are some things that still don't work perfectly now, like the sound, but at that point, I couldn't connect to the internet when I, the first time I installed it. So the big question there is, who's gonna pr provide that type of support? Is Google gonna do it? Is someone gonna make an, like, is someone gonna fork Chromium to make a Steam version? So I would- yeah, My thought is I, it would have to be a community project. Right, so I haven't tried it. I don't, I don't anticipate trying it anytime soon. I suppose you could. I'm also not sure what type of programs on Chrome OS I would use that would use that type of power unless I was, because if I was using Chrome OS, maybe I'd be streaming games, but there's not a lot made for Chrome OS. So I imagine it could be done, but it probably needs some work. And while Val, Valve and AMD have done some work to get Windows done, I've heard nothing from them on Chrome OS. Right. I always like to think of things like in the basis of like what service are we providing to our readers or like yeah. why do they care what is important to them about this. But it is still important to remember that as hardware geeks, our editor in chief's motto is <laughs> we do things not always because we should, but because we can. Uh, so it's possible that we could in the future, but it's yeah. not going to be good and there's not a ton of point to it. Uh, so we have another question from the same user. Uh, I don't know if we'll be able to do this on stream, especially with the webcam who asked, can you go to yeah. device manager and show how many drivers are still missing except audio and power? Sure. Um, well, you know, I can open it up and take a look. But when I had looked earlier, it was not, uh, I'm like, why is my mouse not working? It's because I had unplugged it from the Steam Deck. <laughs> but I mean, the true answer is like, it's, I've found it to like largely be working. I was so happy when Wi-Fi started working because before I was using a Wi-Fi dongle to get around that device manager, get that in there. And to explain why we're showing like the Steam Deck on camera instead of like yeah. showing the Steam Deck's input directly on stream, uh, it's mostly because it's a lot more like interesting to actually see it running off the deck. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, it's tough to see and because, because of the, the uh, this way Andrew can easily like show the Switch actual between. experience of using it and so, how the oh, screen size works. Yeah, you absolutely don't need the don't need. I mean, here is you know, like you can see. So I'll uh, here. get my face out of here. And we and you'll see like there are things like unknown device that it really doesn't know what it is, and all of these open, right? Like it, it's clearly like. And for instance, when I went on HW Info, there were a lot of things that HW that HW Info was very confused about. So I think there is a lot that in the hardware that Windows doesn't doesn't necessarily know what it is. Other loggers don't necessarily work what it, know what it is, but it works enough. Great. So we have one last question from a Ubiquil. Uh, apologies again, uh, who asks, how is battery life in Windows as compared to Steam OS with its frame and TDP limiting controls? Yeah, that's a good question. We haven't done like an official battery life contest between the two, um, uh, especially in the same game. What's what was your battery life like in Steam OS? So in Steam OS, I typically got between like two to six hours was like my estimate after playing a bunch of games. At, for various amounts of time, sometimes stopping in between them and suspending it. I don't think it'll change a ton. Um, the TDP limiting, not currently there in Windows, though, again, that is something I suspect somebody could potentially come up with. 
the issue with with battery life on something like the Steam Deck is that because it's effectively a game console, every everyone is going to be using it a little bit differently. And so there are some games like you want to play a game like Stardew Valley where it'll just last for a long time because it's not intensive at all. And then you run like when I was running Guardians of the Galaxy, I'd come up around two hours and it would conk out. A lot of this has to do with things like display brightness. And like with our with our laptops, we have a very specific test. We set it to 150 nits. We connect it to a certain server that shows the same videos and runs the same web pages and then does the same graphics test over and over and over again until it dies. And there's really not something equivalent that we have yet for this. You could potentially run, you know, certain graphics benchmarks over and over and over until it dies. But what I haven't done like exact, like we don't have anything scripted for that. What I say, what I imagine, and like this is again, like not having really tested that, is that it will probably fall in the same region. I never adjusted the TD, a TDP. I did, um, when I was in SteamOS, what I did adjust was the frames. I would lock it into 30. That's often a thing you can do in games, right? In a game, you can go and there are often frame limiters or VSync, right? You can use VSync to lock things into 60, which by the way, SteamOS is at the moment, I, be I believe still forcing VSync. So there's a lot you could do in a game, like putting on a frame limiter, like using VSync, that will likely match a lot of the what you could do with the flick of a toggle in SteamOS. So that sort of ties into the, that sort of integration thing. A lot of it's a lot of it's there, at least in terms of like frames and power limiting. But you're gonna have to do it game by game basis. Whereas like limiting the power of the chip, that's not really built into Windows yet. So I I imagine it would be similar, slightly less, depending on how you're using it. Great. Well, thank you for joining us, Andrew. Uh, we've got about 10 minutes left technically until time, but I think we've done a pretty good job of addressing all the various concerns here. So I think we'll go ahead and end a little bit early. Uh, for more on Windows on the Steam Deck, please refer to Andrew's articles on tomshardware.com, and we will continue to cover all the various news surrounding this device as it comes out. In the meantime, uh, please join us next Thursday at 3 p.m. as always for another edition of the Tom's Hardware Show. We actually have a special guest uh, book for next Thursday. So <laughs> I'll let uh, you and Andrew Andrew's uh, Macaulay Culkin face go ahead and speculate on that uh, for a week. Yeah. Okay. And we will see you on the next episode of the Tom's Hardware Show. Bye, everyone.